Yeah, y'all already know QP Sports Exchange back on the air. It's your host, Vince, and it is Football Friday. It's the Friday after the Super Bowl, after, air quotation, the big game. So we're going to spend some time on that in the opening. We're also going to uh, talk about some of our winners and how that looked. Then we're going to move over to some news and notes in regards to some things going on in the NFL. We're going to talk a little bit about J.J. Watt and his situation uh, going on with the Houston Texans. We're going to discuss a little bit about Deshaun Watson and what's going on with him. I got some news on Odell Beckham Jr. as well. And a couple guys to look out for in the college football season coming up next year or this upcoming season. And we're going to discuss some Urban Meyer. So all that is coming up in the podcast. So we are getting ready for it. So what I want to talk about is the Super Bowl. QP Sports Exchange did predict that the GOAT would win. The GOAT would get number seven. He would complete the trilogy of Breeze, Rodgers, and Mahomes. And the Tampa Bay Buccaneers did just that. Now, we did call the outright winner. We did get real close on what Tampa scored total. But we did not expect that, or I take that back. We actually did expect for Patrick Mahomes to be running for his life. You know, we broke that down in the pod last week and I thought that was critical that they lost Eric Fisher their left tackle and it turned out to be 100% correct what we did not realize is that how under siege Patrick Mahomes was going to be we didn't realize that this dude all the defensive linemen were going to know what Patrick ate for breakfast that day they were going to know his zodiac sign they were going to know his driver's license by, like, heart. You know, they had it down by memory. I think they know what Patrick's childhood um, nickname was at this point. They were very intimate with Patrick Mahomes. I mean, that guy was just getting absolutely just wrecked every time he dropped back. And, yeah, man. A couple of those throws, even though they weren't completed, they were ridiculous. My man looked like a superhero <laughs> floating through the air trying to throw a pass 30 yards downfield. And if, if his receiver's hands weren't slow from whatever the hell happened in practice or whatever, those passes should have been caught. So, I mean, this guy did everything... He could to win the game. Patrick Mahomes, yo, for real, I'm going to tell you right now, player, you got nothing, and I mean nothing, to be worried about. Your situation is super, super strong, bro. Like, your offensive line let you down. All the penalties let you down. 
I understand some people think some of those penalties weren't legit. I get you. They did not let them play. That's one thing we can say about the Super Bowl is that the refs were a big part of the story as well. But that was not the reason why Kansas City lost. Kansas City lost is because that Indomitian Sue, Shaq Barrett, Devin White, uh, was it uh, the other linebacker, Levante David, they were all real intimate with Patrick Mahomes. You know, I think his fiance was probably uncomfortable with the type of intimacy the defense of Tampa Bay had, that how close they were to him. I think she was really uncomfortable with that. Now, the other thing is the GOAT is now living his life Tom, Tom Grady, live your best life, bro. Get after it the way you want to get after it. This dude has won seven Super Bowls. Okay? Seven. As the starting quarterback of a Super Bowl winning team. Seven. Alright? Bradshaw in the rearview mirror. Joe Montana in the rearview mirror. Like, distant. Like, it's not even, yo, they're not even close. My man has seven. Okay? So, Tom, living his best life, is out there partying on the boat, throwing Super Bowl trophies. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Throwing Lombardis to the other boat. People tripping. Hey, man, yo. That dude completed damn near 70% of his passes in the game, so I didn't fear for the Lombardi trophy at all. Yo, the GOAT is throwing the Lombardi? It's okay. It's good. That was going to get caught. Do not worry yourself about it. All right? But Tom was living his best life. And then, oh, Tom is drunk coming off the boat. If I won my seven Super Bowl, you might have to scrape me off the ground. All right? I don't even drink anymore. Like, almost four years sober. Coming up on it. You know what I'm saying? But I'm going to tell you right now. If I won seven Super Bowls, oh, you wouldn't be able to tell me anything at that point. I just, my wilding out would just be, you know, it would be off the chain. You know, I mean... Grateful to God, humble to God, because obviously I give all glory to God. But I'm going to tell you right now, I'm like, hey, God, I'm going to party a little bit. I'm going to let my hair down. And that's what Tom was doing. And I think he had every right to do that. And if they want to change the name of Tampa Bay to Tampa Bay or Tampa Brady or Brady County or TB12, Whatever you want to call that town now, do whatever it is that you need to do. And then now the stories come out about how inspiring Tom Brady was to the team. How he called his teammates and said, they don't want any part of us. We're too physical for them. Hyping up the defense. Telling people to stop crying. We got a whole like seven, eight games to figure this out. You know what I'm saying? So that man took the Patriots way down to Tampa with him. You know, that guy right there is the epitome of a winner. 
He is getting to 10 Super Bowls. 10. He's played in the league 20 years. So, that means every other year, on average, that man is in the Super Bowl. So, that's why we call the Super Bowl now the Brady Invitational. It's like him and then everybody else, right? Every year until Tom is ready to retire, Vegas should have something like, okay, you can either take Brady or the field to get to the Super Bowl. You know what I'm saying? And you, hey, depending on the year, you're going to make some cash. Because that dude is literally just the most consistent winner in his sport. I think LeBron James is a close second. And actually, yeah, he's a close second. He 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 got some work to do to get to Tom. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to the king. Shout out King James. Love you, bro. Keep dropping triple doubles on OKC and getting tired of playing overtime games, so ending them as well. But Tom Brady, see, that's what we're talking about now. We can't even keep him in his own sport. You know, Jordan comparisons, LeBron comparisons. You know, I saw somebody talking about, like, Mickey Mantle comparisons. So my man is cross-pollinating over all sports genres. That's how devastating he is. Tampa Bay is welcome. You are welcome, Tampa, that Brady picked you. You are absolutely welcome. And I don't care what they name that place. I really don't. Name it whatever you want. If you want to call it Tampa St. Brady, because it's the Tampa St. Petersburg area, Tampa St. Brady sounds good to me. If Like, whatever you want to call it, change the name. You know, it was what? It was Wade County. Dade County was Wade County when Dwayne Wade was doing his thing for the Heat. So, it looks like Tampa going to be just as good next year. The defense is super solid. You know, as long as they don't have a bunch of free agent, um, you know, just people flying the coop. Everything looks good for next year as well. I'm not picking them. You know what I'm saying? You know me. I got to go into the numbers. I got to dive deep and figure this out. And, uh, you know, I'm going to hit you with some fearless picks come next year. But that's my rant on Brady. That's my rant on the Super Bowl. We got in on the just the outright Tampa winning. You know what I'm saying? Shouts out to us doing well. So I hope you got that winner. We got that point spread action. We did not do well on the over-under because we did not realize that Patrick Mahomes wasn't going to score a touchdown. So, yeah, we went basically 2-1 and one in that situation in the Super Bowl. So I hope some people got their little taste and made some money and had a good time during the Super Bowl.
All right, we're going to get into the news and notes of the week, things that I just want to kind of point out to you guys, ask questions about, and things that will probably you will talk about this week with your partners. So we're going to start off with uh, defensive end J.J. Watt, a three-time defensive player of the year, has been released by the Houston Texans. Watt who has been with the Texans since he was drafted out of University of Wisconsin 10 seasons ago. J.J. Watt was released a video so he could control the narrative. Great move on J.J.'s part. I can just see it now. Hey, J.J., I understand that we have come to a mutual agreement that we're going to part ways. Do you want us to put out a press release? J.J. Watt. Thinking about all the stuff that has gone on with Deshaun Watson and others like DeAndre Hopkins and all kinds of other people. JJ said, nah, I'm good on that. I'm going to go ahead and take care of this myself. And I will post a video to my social media platforms. Thank you, but no thanks. Houston Texans organization. Good job to J.J. Watt to decide to make sure that he was the one out there talking about what went on. No telling what the Houston Texans would have said about J.J. Watt as he walks out the door. Sorry, Houston Texans fan. Your organization is not looking very good right now. So, I understand J.J. Watt's apprehension on allowing the Houston Texans to put that press release out. So, my man went to social media and took care of his side of the street, so to speak. You know what I'm saying? So, what we're going to do is we're going to break down what J.J. said And then we're going to give you what we think J.J. actually said. All right. So first and foremost, he goes like this. He says, um, you know, he sat down with the Manair family and he asked them for the release. So it was a mutual situation. All right. So that's what J.J. said in the actual video. What J.J. meant to say was this. Hey, look at this place. Silver Acres Rest Home. Hell, it looks more like a, a country club than a nursing home. Nice grass, nice people. Yeah, I hope you brought your bathing suit. Oh, I'm telling you, this place is perfect. You're gonna make friends in no time. Get me out of here! So that's what my man J.J. Watt was thinking at the time when he was in this video. Ah, <laughs> oh, man. Houston Texans. God love them. I think they're, to me, I'm a Ram fan. I think I talk about the Houston Texans more than I talk about my own squad. You had so much this year. Bill O'Brien finally getting fired for not doing a good job. Oh, before the season starts, let's go ahead and get rid of DeAndre Hopkins, the best wide receiver that has ever Put on a Texans uniform. 
then your quarterback almost gets killed because of his offensive line. Then your quarterback asks for a trade because he had no say in his, you know, positional coach or offensive coordinator or anything like that. He just wanted to kind of have a little say in that forum. Then you come out, Houston Texans, and say, we're not trading Deshaun Watson. Whatever that report is, we're not, we're gonna we're gonna fall on our sword type of thing. And now JJ Watt is posting a video talking about I'm up out of here. I'm ready to go. Whoa! Done. Ten years gave to the Houston Texans. Woo! I'm done. Now I can go to a real organization and try to win me a Super Bowl. So then my man went to thanking the fans who getting so supportive of them. Cause you got listen, Houston, Texas fans, you have caped up for JJ Watt in a real level. Guys helped him raise money for a lot of charities. That guy did so much work in the Houston community. You know, kudos to him when it comes to that. But he was, you know, thanking the fans for supporting him and and just being just a, a real genuine part of his tapestry that was his time with the Houston Texans. Okay, but then he did stick in there, even though you booed him on draft night when he got drafted out of University of Wisconsin. So this is what he was thinking in that. Five letters here, just for everybody out there in Packerland and yourself today. R E L A X. Relax. We're gonna be okay. My man dropped. Or relax on you. Like everything's going to be alright. Like it's still cool. You booed me at first. But we got it together. We chilling. We doing our thing. So then he goes on to say. He says since day one. I've worked hard to earn your respect. Respect. Equaling fan adulation. And Houston Texans. All the dollars, all the bags that J.J. Watt has gotten. Because this man is a three-time defensive player of the year. A la Aaron Donald now. So my man put in work. So he got the bag. And he wanted to show his appreciation for that situation. And this is what he was thinking about earning the Houston Texans respect. can I do for you, Rod? You just tell me, what can I do for you? It's a very personal, very important thing. Hell, it's a family model. Are you ready, Jerry? I'm ready. Just want to make sure you're ready, brother. Here it is. Show me the money. 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 I need to feel you, Jerry. Show 
that's what my man was yelling when he was just killing quarterbacks and running down running backs and becoming just a destructive member. He was like, show me the money. So JJ goes on to say, um, let me turn the page here because got a lot of notes today. Lots of notes. So then he says, I met my wife here. And I met so many lifelong friends here in Houston, Texas. So my man's was saying right there to the Houston Texans fans, he has something for you. Guys who come to the end of the road. He's taking his wife though. You know what I'm saying? He's keeping that situation. Wifey goes with me. But Houston, Texas fans, it's the end of the road. And then he goes on to say, I'm excited and looking forward to new opportunities and working hard towards those opportunities. The JJ translator says, Yo, I'm free, kid. I'm free. Yo, it's about to go down. I don't know where I'm going. I don't know if I'm going to Green Bay. I don't know if I'm going to the La La. I don't know if I'm going to Dallas, Texas. I don't know if I'm going to the Raiders. I don't know if I'm going to play with my brother in Pittsburgh. I don't know what's about to happen. But my man is super excited to be up out of Houston. Some of the teams that are rumored to be in on the services of J.J. Watt are the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, your Super Bowl champion, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Shots out to Bucks Nation. Shots out. Hashtag Go Bucks. The Los Angeles Chargers, one of the Watt brothers is there. And the Cleveland Browns are also rumored to be hot on J.J. Watt. So I'm sure there are going to be many teams looking for the services of one Mr. J.J. Watt. We will keep you up to date on that situation and let you know if there's any updates and news in the upcoming weeks on where J.J. Watt is going to end up. Now we move over to Deshaun Jackson. Deshaun Jackson, the quarterback of the Houston Texans. He's still looking for his way out of Houston. The Houston organization is 
Posture ain't going. He, he he ain't going nowhere. Deshaun Watson saying, it's cool. I'll check you later, and we'll see what we will see down the road. There's a report that Deshaun Watson has said that intriguing teams to him. The Denver Broncos. Mile High Nation, what up? Deshaun Watson is looking at your squad. And the San Francisco 49ers. Niner fan, you excited about Deshaun Watson thinking that your situation is intriguing? How do you feel about that? Hit me up on Twitter, QPP Network, or on Question Point Pod Network on IG and Facebook. And let me know, Niner fan, Bronco fan. How you feel about Deshaun Watson thinking your team or your teams are intriguing and he might like to play there. Yo, my man did say that he was out on the Jets. <laughs> my, my man kind of went, eh, eh, I don't know. Eh, yeah, no. Nah. Eh. A lot of that. So Jet fans. I don't think that you're in the sweepstakes for Deshaun Watson. You might need to turn your quarterback situation elsewhere. Or roll with the guy you got and try to build around him and build a consistent winner around that kid. Because I hate for, I mean, I want Sam Darnold to be in a good situation. I'm kind of, I'm kind of torn. I'm kind of like, Man, I wonder what he looked like, you know, in a different uniform. I wonder if he really did get a fair shot in, um, you know, in Gotham. So, we will see what that entails in the future. But the Deshaun Watson talk is going to continue. I still believe there's no way that Deshaun Watson plays quarterback for the Houston Texans. Even though... The organization is taking a hard stance and saying he ain't going anywhere. Like I said, we'll see. Like they always say, pressure bus pipes. So keep that in mind. Now, got another note that really kind of intrigued me. Russell Wilson, the quarterback of the Seattle Seahawks, Super Bowl winner. Russ has joined the conversation. Russell Wilson would like to see an upgrade on his offensive line. My man is speaking out in Seattle. And I don't know if you caught him doing the Super Bowl, but you know who he was sitting next to? Roger Goodell, the commissioner of the league. Yo, 12th man, you might have a real problem on your hands. Because if Russ is sitting with the commissioner, this dude might be thinking of some sort of exit plan out of Seattle. You better start taking that dude real seriously about whether uh, you want to upgrade this offensive line or not. Your franchise quarterback is getting buddy-buddy with the commissioner of the league. You know what I'm saying? And who does the commissioner work for? 
the owners. You can imagine Russ in the box with Commissioner Goodell. Hey, Commish, how's it going? Russ, Russell, good to see you. How are you feeling? I'm a little sore, Commissioner. This was a tough year for me. Got sacked a lot. We didn't have a running game. Yeah, we saw that. It's terrible. You know, it's really hard to see one of our true stars in the league get beat up like that. Yeah. You know, that's kind of why I'm here, Commissioner, actually. I mean, I know you work for the owners. I mean, I don't know if there's anybody who might need a, you know, Super Bowl winning quarterback, you know, who's pretty efficient and throws 67% of his, you know, passes complete. I don't know if you know anybody. Well, Russell, you know, I do have connections to every team in the league, so let me check that out for you. 12th man, you better hope that's not how that conversation went. You better hope that that's Russell accepting his Walter Payton Man of the Year award and saying, go Hawks, 12th man forever, and all of that. You better hope that conversation didn't go like this. Like, yo, hey, Kamish, I'm going to need your help to get out of Seattle. Is there any way that I can be in a bigger market? And so me and my R&B wife, Sierra, can live lavish somewhere. Well, Russ, let me see what I can do for you. Since you've given so much to the league in the shield. You better hope. You better hope. You better pray that that is not the case, 12th man. Because your boy was looking real tight with the commissioner. Here's a stat for you. Okay? And this is why Seattle fan needs to really look out for this. Since he's been in the league. He's been sacked 394 times. Okay, so take that number in because I'm going to throw another number out to you. Okay, quarterbacks who have been in the league the same time as Russell Wilson, the next closest guy is under 325. So my man has got sacked the most of anybody in his time in the league. And it's not even close. He's got like 70 plus on the nearest guy. Now Russell also isn't the biggest quarterback in the league. So protecting him should be a premium part of the agenda this offseason. Or Russ or Danger Russ as we like to call him might be up out of there. Seattle, do not become part of this quarterback carousel that we're in. Because I'm going to tell you right now, when the music stops and if Russ is not there, I don't care who you got to replace Russ, that's a lose. That's an L. Russell Wilson is the best thing that accidentally happened to the Seahawks in many a year. Keep in mind, what that quarterback situation looked like, all right? Now, Hasselback did real well there, 
You know what I'm saying? Getting his team to Super Bowls and stuff like that. But think about it after him. Think about what the quarterback situation looked like before Russ got there. It was not nice. You lucked up into Russ. Russ was a third-round pick. So don't mess this up, Seattle Seahawks organization. And 12th man, you better send some letters or some, some strongly worded emails or get on your sports radio talk show and rant about getting help for Russell Wilson. Because I'm going to tell you, if that cat leaves, your quarterback situation goes to pretty much the bottom of the league. Because look at the options that are out there. Okay? Look at the options that are out there. Deshaun Watson's probably not coming to you. Matthew Stafford's gone. Carson Wentz. Mitchell Trubinsky, those those names sound as good as what you got right now. See anything, anything other than Deshaun Watson is is a L for the Seattle Seahawks. Okay, QP Sports Exchange fans, QP Nation, we got some wide receiver news to get to. Odell Beckham Jr. has been talking lately that he wants to go to Tampa and play with the GOAT. So it's been reported that Odell Beckham Jr. wants to play with the GOAT, Tom Brady. Um, it just seems it's weird. You know what I'm saying? It's weird. Because it's like this guy, every couple years, he talking about, oh, I, you know, I want out of New York or I want, you know, now I want to go play with the GOAT. You know, we talked about it. It wouldn't be a bad idea for Tampa Bay to look into that. Maybe Tampa Bay could be like, be, be maybe Tampa Bay could be like, the rehab center for wayward, disgruntled wide receivers who just can't get right. And then Tom Brady is like the lead therapist for those type of wide receivers, problem wide receivers in the league. You send us your huddle masses to Tampa Bay and we will rehab your your disgruntled wide receiver, and then we'll put him out back out to society as as a better person. <laughs> I mean, my man. I mean, he had Antonio Brown living in his house. You know, Tom just said, "Listen, I'm gonna wrap my arms around this kid because he's real talented, and he's gonna help me, you know, win a Super Bowl and win me some games so I can get to a Super Bowl." So, you know, Tom is not scared of that type of situation. And actually, there's a report out there that um, Belichick was not on board when the whole thing went down uh, with him in New England. You know, the whole, 
whatever was going on with his like housing situation and he was going off the rails or whatever. Like Belichick wasn't um excited about releasing um Antonio Brown at that point. I think there was a there was a situation that came out about domestic uh, violence or whatever that I don't know if we it's alleged we haven't got any confirmation on it. You know, at that point he goes to Tampa, you know, after you know, getting cut and whatever case may be, and he was pretty much persona non grata in the league. Goes to Tampa, shuts his mouth, plays well, gets a Super Bowl ring. Just how it's supposed to work, right? You know, my man goes off the rails a little bit, you know, goes to Tampa, does the TV 12 method, hangs out with Tom, hangs out with Giselle. My man's a Super Bowl winner, and now I'm sure there are going to be people, teams, vying for his services for this upcoming season. I can see it now. Odell Beckham Jr., who's another one that kind of goes off the rails every once in a while. We really don't have a bunch of them in the league anymore. You know, we don't have a bunch of dudes out there like that. But Odell would be one of them, for sure. I'm sure there's a couple of other cats about to bubble over and do something crazy. Note to wide receiver that's about to do something crazy. Don't do it. These guys are coming in the league like crazy now. So do not mess up your multi-million dollar situation by being something of a problem child and basically cutting your dollar short. So, I'm looking out for y'all. Listen, I understand y'all want the ball. I understand y'all want the money. I understand y'all want the fame. But, you know, tighten it up a little bit too. Don't get yourself almost kicked out the league like Antonio Brown or like Josh Gordon. You know what I'm saying? Tell that is one of those tales that need to be told. Okay? Josh Gordon, great wide receiver. Couldn't get himself together. You know what I'm saying? In and out the league. Multiple chances. Don't end up like that cat. Keep your dollars straight. In other wide receiver news. Juju Smith-Schuster. Is eyeing other places other than Pittsburgh. So the 24-year-old wide receiver went on his Twitch stream. And pondered life outside of Pittsburgh. Naming other organizations. Such as the Packers. The Raiders. And the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yo. Pittsburgh. What's going on with your man? My man is going on Twitch stream. And pronouncing that. Oh. He's just opened up his free agency. I mean, I know, you know, he is a free agent this year, but he was like, yeah, man, there's a lot of other teams and this, that, and that. Like, he ain't even thinking about Pittsburgh. What is that telling you? And is Pittsburgh going to go the route that they usually go? Because Pittsburgh usually is not going to value the wide receiver. They're going to say, yo, we got the kid from Oklahoma State. He's turning into a good wide receiver. We got a couple of other guys. We'll draft another guy, and we'll just keep it moving. 
remember as soon as Antonio Brown got out of pocket, that he was gone. They were like, uh-uh. Your headache is now not worth the money that we pay you. And it's time for you to go. So Juju Smith-Schuster is, it sounds like he is out on Pittsburgh. Now we'll keep up with that story and see where it goes, but that does not sound good for Pittsburgh Steeler fan at all. We're going to switch over to a couple college notes, and I wanted to get to this real quick. The other thing that I wanted to alert you guys to is this, is that we will have starting next week draft coverage. We'll start breaking down like teams and, and draft prospects and things of that nature. So if for some reason there's somebody that you want to spotlight, that you got a team that you're saying, okay, what's the needs, what, what we're doing in the draft, hit me up on Twitter, QPP Network, on Instagram and Facebook, Question Point Pod Network. Let's get interactive. Let's get it together, especially when it comes to free agency and draft season. Your passion for your team, your passion for players that you rooted for in college is what's going to keep our offseason on swole and keep us moving to be the number one podcast in all the world. We are coming for everybody's head. So hit me with questions. Hit me with thoughts on who you think your team should draft at QPP Network on Twitter, Question Point Pod Network on IG and Facebook. But I'm excited about next year and also the next generation of signal callers that are going to be gracing us with their presence next year on the field full time. The couple guys that I'm really kind of um, excited about, one is Alabama's Bryce Young, quarterback, and Clemson's DJ Ugalele. Man, I'm excited about seeing these guys play next year. I'm really excited. And if you don't know a lot about them, um, one of the scouts, uh, Greg, Big, uh, Greg Biggins from 24-7 Sports, called Young a natural leader, a winner, and a guy that you want leading your team on a last-minute drive. That's that's big time. That's big time. Roll Tide. That's big time, Alabama fan. Yo, you already got your next leader, and you got him for a couple years, right? You know what I'm saying? It's not going to be one and done and – you know, off to the NFL. You're going to have this kid for a couple years. So, big ups on Alabama's recruiting. Again, number one. Again, doing it real, real big. And then the other guy that I'm excited about is Clemson's quarterback, DJ Ugalele. Now, Ugalele had his coming out party a little bit in 2020, right? Because he played in two games because of the COVID-19 situation with uh, Trevor Lawrence. So these are his stats for two games, okay? He was 59 out of 85 as far as completion and attempts. He threw for 781 yards in the two games that he played in. He threw four passing touchdowns while throwing zero interceptions, and he ran for two touchdowns. 
as a freshman backing up Trevor Lawrence. Okay? And then the kid is standing at six foot five, two hundred and fifty pounds as a freshman. I can't wait to see what Clemson's Captain America looks like this upcoming season. I just can't wait. This dude, man, that kid looked he looked all the part of Captain America. This kid looked like he was just chiseled out of granite. So I can't wait to see if he got bigger, A. And two, I want to see him for a whole football season, you know, all 12, 13 games, and see what my man does this upcoming college football season. The other guy that I'm kind of excited about, and you know I'm going home for my squad, right? You know I'm going to cape up for the UCLA Bruins, right? Is I'm, um, I'm excited about the transfer from Michigan. The running back, Zach uh, Charbonnet, the six foot two. 215-pound running back who's based out of California is coming back home to the Bruins. And I'm really excited to see him because he was the fresh, he was a honorable mention, honorable mention as a freshman of the year candidate in the Big Ten. He also broke the freshman record for rushing touchdowns in a se- single season. And I'm thinking with an improving offensive line, with the Bruins and a senior-led quarterback team in DTR, Dorian Thompson-Robinson, I'm thinking UCLA is going to be a lot better next year. I think they're going to be a lot better. So, you mark my words. That's my squad. I'm going to cape up for them all day, every day. That's how I do it because you know I gets down with the powder blue and go. That's how I do it. All right, our last thing of the day um, is Urban Meyer. The new Jaguars head coach has enlisted the help of Chris Doyle to be the Jags' new director of, of sports performance. Now, if you're not familiar with Chris Doyle, let me give you a little background. Chris Doyle was at the University of Iowa as the strength and conditioning coach and for the, the, for the Hawkeyes football program. Now, several Iowa football players stated that Doyle was race, had racist language and treated black players differently in Doyle's time at Iowa. So this is what Urban Meyer said to this. Meyer says, I vet everyone on our staff. I have a 20-year-old relationship with Doyle, and I feel good about my vetting process. Oh, you feel good about that, Urban? You feel good about your vetting process that you've known this dude for 20 years? (laughs) Yo, Urban, my man, let me talk to you real quick. Just so you know, it's not about you. It's about the player who's going to run through walls for you. It's about the guy who's going to play through injury and commit hours to film study for you. That's who it's about, Urban. It's not about you. It's not about what you're going to do and how you're going to do it. It's how about those professional men, those 53 men that you're going to go to war with for 17 weeks of a football season and four weeks of a preseason and countless OTAs and things of that nature. So, Irving, yeah, you're right. This isn't about you. 
I'm glad, or I'm actually, Erwin, I'm really happy for you. I'm really ha- happy with your choice of director of sports performance. Remember, Urban Meyer, the new head coach of the Jaguars, was the head coach when there were squashing investigations in Columbus, Ohio, shots out to C-Bus. So this was the head coach that was squashing investigations at Ohio State when a staffer was beating his wife. So I don't know if I'm real down with Urban, and that's what I'm going to call him now, Urban. I'm not going to call him Coach Meyer or Urban Meyer. I'm just going to call him Urban. So Urban, I'm not really down with your choice of director of sports performance. I think you need to do a little more fact-checking on your choice as director of sports performance. He's going to be talking to grown men now. And he's going to be talking to men of color a lot. And I like to see their response to some of his comments that he utilized to try to motivate some of the black athletes on the University of Iowa football program. I'd like to see him use some of those same tactics with grown men who have kids who dedicated their life to this sport and his act at Iowa. I'd like to see him bring that act to Jacksonville and see where that gets him. Urban Meyer saying, I'm very happy with this choice. I bet you are. I bet you you are happy with that choice, Urban. I'm sure of it. I'm sure you're happy with your choice. Maybe you talk to Miles Jack and see if he's happy with that choice. You know what I'm saying? Maybe you talk to DJ Chart, the tremendous wide receiver for the Jacksonville Jaguars, and see if he's happy with that choice, Urban. And then do your fact-checking or vetting process again and see if you come up with a different name other than Chris Doyle. Now, if Chris Doyle has been contrite and made some changes in the way he speaks to people, and that's the next words that come out of Duval County, then I'm good with this hire. If this gets swept under the rug and we don't hear from Chris Doyle at all and some of the changes that he's made in his communicating skills with African-American players, then I'm going to have a real problem with this person being the director of sports performance for the Jacksonville Jaguars. I'm going to have a real issue with that. And I'm sure the players that are of color on the Jacksonville squad will also have take umbrage of this situation as well. All right. That's all I got this week. Football Friday is coming to an end. Let me tell you one thing. First of all, thank you to all the listeners. Thank you for your support. Thank you for your subscription and download. Tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell your congressmen, tell your senators, tell your bookies, tell your principals, tell your uncle that drinks a lot, tell him. Well, maybe not tell him because he's super angry. Don't tell that guy. But everybody else, 
tell them to get part of QP Nation. You know what I'm saying? Download this podcast and we do it twice a week because twice is nice and you know that that is what I'm all about. I don't need to do the roll call anymore. We're worldwide. We're in 17 nations. You know what I'm saying? Some nations are doing it bigger than others, but I understand QP Nation is growing. And I am down with that. And I am down with QP Nation because QP Nation is down with QP Sports Exchange. So I'm always going to be appreciative of my listeners. I'm always going to try to give you as much heat as I possibly can. Be good to yourself. Take care of you. Recognize your loved ones and appreciate them and tell them how appreciative you are of them. How proud you are of them. Show them that love. Because it will come back tenfold. And if you have the time or if you have the means... Help out your neighbor. We still on this quest that nobody gets left behind. So just, you know, if somebody just needs a shoulder to cry on or an ear to bend or you got the means to give money to some of these organizations out here doing God's work and taking care of some of these people who are less fortunate than we are, by all means, I hope your heart is open to do that. And with that being said, This podcast is coming to a close. So you know what that means. I am. Absolutely. Bouncing.